0: Hi, everyone. This is Sherry Rice. Welcome to Access to Healthcare's weekly podcast, where we bring you local guests on topics of interest to you and your family. Today, we have the distinct privilege of talking to someone who tested positive for COVID 19, became quite ill, and was hospitalized, and has now recovered. Welcome, Jay.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, thank you for coming on. What a frightening ordeal for you and your family. I really appreciate your willingness to share with us your COVID-19 journey. Many of us have not had had the opportunity to truly talk with someone who's had the virus. So we really appreciate uh, coming on and talking with us. But let's talk about COVID-19 in our community. Um, Back in March, uh, when COVID-19 first came into our community, uh, and you and I knew each other back then, And were you worried about getting it? Um, We heard it on the news. We knew that it was a little bit in our community. But in March, were you concerned?
1: Um, Yes, most definitely. Um, And that's because I fall into that category of being um, in the at-risk population. Um, I have a few health conditions that I have to manage through medication and lifestyle. And growing up, I never had a strong immune system either. Um, so I actually have a particular history with respiratory illnesses. Um, every year, it seems like I either got, like, bronchitis or URI, um, and it always took me months to recover. So, yeah, I was very, very wary.
0: So you, from from the beginning of the pandemic, you were being extremely cautious, weren't you?
1: I, I was, yeah. We, um, we certainly buckled down and um, upped our sanitation practices and um, quarantined ourselves.
0: So you and, and your husband, uh, you quarantined yourself for March, April, and into May. So you really didn't go out very much. Were you working at home then, Jay?
1: I was. I got. I was super thankful for that opportunity, cause, and it really put into perspective, too, how serious um, the situation was in our community. Um, but we also took extra precautions. So what we did was... Um, we only went to grocery stores for essentials and then anything we brought into the house, we would disinfect. Um, so like groceries, lunch bags, anything. Um, and then after that, we would throw our clothes into the wash and then take a shower. And we still do that today actually.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so when we, when we're talking on a scale of one to 10 on taking precautions, you, you were, you were up there at least a nine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely was. I, I know that, some people felt that maybe I was a little neurotic about it, but you know i I felt like I had to do what I needed to do
0: well, sure, I think everybody um creates their own bubble and it's and they decide who what, where and when is inside their
1: bubble and it's It's a personal boundary issue, don't you think yeah, definitely, I am. Sometimes uh, when I see people out there and they're not social distancing, it feels (laughs) really – it makes my heart race a little bit.
0: So back uh, uh, in April, March, April, and into May,
1: were you wearing a mask all the time when you were out? Yes. I wore it, like, immediately when I left the house. Um, I would still wear it in the car. I just kind of felt like maybe just in case I should. Um, But, yeah, I definitely wore my mask.
0: Yeah, so so you you were one of those people that took probably every precaution that is possible. So let's go to the when you realized that you weren't feeling well. Um do you remember when that was? Was that in May, Jay? June? Um
1: it was in June. Um and I remember very vividly that day. Um gosh, I I gotta tell you, it hit like a train. If there's anything I can tell you about this virus, it's that it is rapidly progressive, um, certainly unlike anything I've experienced before. Um, mm-hmm. So if I can take you through that moment, uh, what had happened was I had just finished working out and I was at Costco grabbing our essentials for the next two weeks. And uh, midway through shopping, my body just started to hurt. <laughs> um, it didn't feel like soreness, but since I had just worked out, I thought maybe I just overdid it um mm-hmm. but by the, by the time i had gotten home it felt like i could hardly stand my knees were aching so badly and my joints hurt really bad um i was super uncomfortable and mm. at the time
0: it, it hadn't
1: dawned on me that i could be sick i was still somewhat under the impression that maybe i just did something wrong during my workout um mm-hmm. so i told my husband and He took care of sanitizing everything. He put away all the groceries. um, So I threw my clothes in the wash and showered. And when I stepped out, I remember thinking, "Like, wow, they really cranked up the AC." So uh, I threw on my thickest sweats. I wrapped myself up in a thick blanket. And by that time, I was really fatigued. Um, And little did I know, our our AC wasn't even on. So it was about eighty-seven in the house.
0: eh?
1: Oh my! which is you know an eighty seven like in our house feels pretty sweltering to, at least to me on any other day um you bet. And, but but I was shaking uncontrollably from how cold I was, um, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, <laughs> I had a fever of one o three, and honestly, let me tell you, i that couldn't have been two hours from when I had started feeling the body aches, so that was very, very quick. My goodness, well, let, let me,
0: because um, I want to hear more about that, but let me go back and ask you, because you said that you'd worked out. So we'd reopened by that time, and mm-hmm. your bubble was pretty tight until then. What did you add to your bubble? Obviously, you added working out. Is there anything else you added to your bubble after we reopened?
1: Yes, so we only added one location to our bubble, um, because we still didn't feel it was right to go to like restaurants or anything, but we added the gym. Um, And Mm -hmm. I knew, I I very well knew that that was going to be a high risk location. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, with my history of, um, you know, poor immune system, I actually over the years over these past few years, I had gotten my immune system to um, work a lot better. And that was through, you know, working out and doing that. So I, I had the intention of trying to increase my immune system by going back. um, Sure. But I kind of feel like that might have been the place I contract contracted it.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like that's the only thing that you added to your bubble. So let's go back you
1: obviously you were quite ill. Did you get a COVID test at that time? I did. So um, the day I had gotten symptoms, that was a Saturday. So next day, I called Bosho County Health District and I did the assessment over the phone. They t- uh, scheduled a test for me the next day um, for Monday, and that was that was pretty streamlined. It was it was a good experience. They have um, it's like a drive-through system, so you go in, mm-hmm. do a couple checkpoints, and then they swab you. Mhm.
0: And what happened with? How long did it take you to get the test results back?
1: um took about 72 hours which is the estimate they gave me um mm-hmm. so if you were positive they would give you a call if you weren't then they notify you by email and were you positive or negative i uh received my email <laughs> saying that i was negative yeah that's interesting and then you got sicker right i did i did um much much sicker <laughs> mhm
0: Um, So after your negative test, you got sicker. What happened next?
1: Um, Well, if we're talking in terms of, like, symptoms, um, that got progressively worse, like, very bad every day. Um, I had a fever that averaged about 102 for 10 straight days, um, and that includes my time in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um my body aches and my chills, those did subside after about five days, but the fatigue got worse um, and the respiratory issues were unfathomable. Um, well, let me go back I and ask
0: a- you, because we're sort of looking at this chronologically, after you got your negative test and you got sicker, what did you do? Did you go to the doctor after that, or did you assume, I don't have COVID and I'll just stay home and ride it out?
1: Um, after we got the negative test, we were like, okay, let's go... To urgent care so we went to urgent care next morning um uh, and when i got there i was speaking to the doctor he was like okay well let's test you for flu a and b and let's test you for strep just in case and those turned out negative so i i remember seeing the confusion in his face and the moment where I felt like he probably made the decision to be transparent with me. Um, <laughs> he told me he, he was like, you know what? Um, a lot of times and he was, he had a lot of bedside manner, which was so sweet of him. So in, in the kindest way possible, he basically said, I think you got a false negative result. Um, if you happen to get any worse, you should go straight to the ER and sent me home with antibiotics. Uh-huh.
0: And then what yeah. happened after that?
1: Well, um, I started taking the antibiotics. I told myself I'd give it a few days, um, but they just were not working. I was getting really, really, uh, real bad. Um, mm-hmm. And so my cough had gotten, oh, gosh, it gotten so So bad that like I'd have these cough attacks. It'd be really hard to breathe. Um, My lungs—if I could give you a clear depiction of what that felt like—my lungs felt like they were under a vacuum seal. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like breathing in and out of a small deflated balloon. (laughs) Um, Goodness sakes. And so when you were at urgent,
0: when you were at urgent care, Jay, um, did they did he do another test?
1: No, I didn't take another test just because I had gotten, um, I had just gotten my results and they didn't oh, okay. um, they didn't suggest taking another one either, so.
0: Okay. So then you got worse and then you went to the emergency room, like you said, is what I understand.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Um, it got to the point where um, in between those cough attacks, I wasn't getting enough air in between and I was getting close to like passing out. Um, so mm-hmm. we went to the hospital immediately, and mm-hmm. um, I was in the ER for a few a few good hours because they were doing, you know, blood work tests, x-rays, um, and they also did a COVID test on me. So um, ah, those yeah. results weren't going to come until like three days later, but they did say I was, I was too sick to go home.
0: Mm-hmm. So they admitted you to the hospital. That must have been very scary. Were you
1: able to see your husband in the hospital? Um, no, uh, because when I was in the ER and while they were kind of, you know, doing all their tests and whatnot, I had a few different doctors come in and they were like, I, we are fairly certain that you have COVID. So you're going to get transferred to the COVID unit. Um, Mm -hmm. and when you're in the COVID unit, you can't have visitors. Um, so that Mm -hmm. was, that was really lonely. (laughs) Um, but yeah, the first few days were, um, Probably amongst the most scary, only because I was, I was rather dazed and confused because I had my fever for so long, and um, mm-hmm. after not, you know, not getting enough oxygen for a few days, you're just not in your right mind. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and of course, you know, you see in the news, uh, we're kind of still in that phase of data compilation on the virus studies. Um, I had a lot of fear as to whether or not there was even going to be a treatment that would work for me. So um, mm-hmm. you can imagine my relief when I started to see um, a recovery.
0: <laughs> well, sure. I mean, we uh, COVID's terrifying, and especially I would think in a hospital setting when we hear so much about being put on respirators.
1: That was definitely one of my biggest fears, um, was having to be put on a ventilator, you know, Um, especially, you know, when you combine those factors of, you know, I'm high risk, my symptoms are really severe. Um, I was really confronted with, you know, thoughts of my mortality. That was, that changes, you know. Well, sure. And you're there
0: by yourself. Were you in the COVID unit? You're in a room by yourself, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, so your only contact would be the nurses that come in and maybe the doctor. I mean, that's one thing that would overwhelm me would be the aloneness.
1: Yeah, and, you know, thankfully we have our our cell phones and we can kind of interact like that. Um, But, you know, it really puts in perspective how serious the virus is because when my nurses and my doctors did come in, uh, goodness, they looked like astronauts. They were covered head to toe. Right, (laughs) right. It's not like you're getting some sort of human connection there. Right. But, you know, I have, I've got to tell you, I mean, I'm so thankful for all their diligence and, you know, compassion. That was, that played a huge factor in giving me a sense of comfort and, and hope. Well, yes. So, how many days were you in the hospital, Jay? Uh, seven days total. Um,
0: and when you went home, were you feeling a lot better or you still had a, certain time at home where you had to recover?
1: Um, I actually am still recovering today. <laughs> it's been a really long and slow journey. Um, I still battle fatigue on a daily basis. Um, it's been, I, I think I'm on week six, six since having my first symptoms. And if I were to rate uh-huh. my fatigue on a scale of one to ten, um, ten being the most severe, um, I think I'm still at about seven. And, oh, uh, for goodness And my lungs. Yeah, I, I wake up and I'm very exhausted, but you know, I, it's, mm-hmm. it's been more of a mental battle, if anything else, um, but my, my lungs certainly haven't felt the same, um, so I, I am considering looking into um, getting that check to see if I have permanent damage in any way. I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm not.
0: So when you were discharged from the hospital, did they give you a referral to a specialist or you go back
1: to your primary care? Um, they just told me to schedule an appointment with my primary care doctor in a couple weeks, and they sent me home with antibiotics and, um, or not antibiotics, excuse me, steroids, and then mm-hmm. um, a regimen of vitamins. Mm. Mhm.
0: So did uh, was your household contacted um, for contact
1: tracing? Uh, well, I. I don't want to be a narc, but no, they were not, <laughs> um, which really makes you question the accuracy and, you know, just their practice of contact tracing. I was the only person they had reached out to. Oh, the Washoe County, when they gave you your test, did they reach out to you after that? Yeah, so I I don't know if the hospital had, like, reported my Um, positive test to them, but I was given a call and um, they asked like where I had been, um, if I had been working, things like that. And then uh, uh, after being discharged, I was in contact with the same person and basically I was told that I would have to take another uh, test and have it be negative in order for my household to be released to go back to work. Oh, really? Mm
0: -hmm. In order, oh, well, that's interesting. Um, I didn't realize that Washoe County was doing that for your household. Did your husband get tested? I'm assuming he, he did.
1: Yeah, so my husband got tested. Um, that came. So he got tested while I was in the hospital, and so did um, our roommate, our cousin. Um, uh-huh. He got tested as well. They did it the same day. Um, both of those came back negative, and then we also took a test a week and a half after I was discharged, just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And those came back negative as well, so thankfully. <laughs> so you came back negative? I did, yes. Yeah, that's Thank great. Um,
0: so what would you like people to take away from your journey? I mean, this has been, well, it parts of it have been traumatic, Jay, I would think. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot, to be that sick, wind up in the hospital, to be so... Uh, the anxiety alone, and especially since you were doing everything what we would call right, um, what would you like people to take away from your experience?
1: Um, I'd like for people to know that it's, you know, the virus is very real. It's, you know, it's, it's science, um, but it is, you can absolutely prevent um you know, infection to yourself or infection to your loved ones. Um, when I came home from the hospital, when I got sick, I wore my mask um, all around the house. When I came back, I still wore my mask. Um, and albeit though I caught it, no one else I was in contact with caught it. So um, it's, it's still preventable. And as long as you keep those safe practices in place, um, you can stay safe. And that's probably the single most kindest thing you can do is wear your mask and social distance.
0: Well, I think people are probably going to ask the question, did you
1: wear your mask in the gym? I did. However, the day that I got my symptoms was the day I forgot my mask, and I'm pretty sure that was why. (laughs) But I made sure I was socially distanced. I'm really good about sanitizing. Um, I sanitized before and after I used equipment. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do remember the the fans were on, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, that is a great way to spread COVID cooties, and I hope I don't don't get it. (laughs) And now really, I was I was hit.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that um, an infectious disease would say it probably wasn't the day that you got your symptoms. It was probably three or four days before that you were exposed. But that's the challenge for all of us is we're not sure. <laughs> we're not sure. Right. I mean, right. It, someone such as yourself that was at a nine, if not more, on uh, preventative practices ends up with COVID and you know for many people then think about well my goodness how can i really really protect myself and uh it's fabulous that you didn't infect anybody in your
1: in your family yeah i'm very very grateful for that and you know i don't wish anyone to have to go through this but i am thankful for my experience cuz now i have um it, like I said, I mean, <laughs> when you're confronted with those thoughts, it really does change you. I, I have a whole new perspective on just being alive today. Um, so I, I'm happy to and share that. And a gratitude, yeah, yeah. Oh, to, definitely, a, a new
0: gratitude, yeah, yeah. Well, I, oh, I think that's fabulous. We all, we all could use a little more gratitude, especially during this time when things are so uh, anxious. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate um, the opportunity to share uh, my story.
0: Well, thank you, Jay, for sharing your COVID journey with us. Um, I know it's going to be very valuable for people to hear it, um, and I'm so glad that you have recovered. Uh, We were all very worried about you. So thank Thank you so much again for sharing it, Um, and thank you, everyone, for listening. For a list of our podcasts, please go to accesstohealthcare.org slash podcast. And everybody out there, please stay safe and please wear your masks.